Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why? What do you mean, why? Why? I mean, we love English. English is still the cover guy. We decided a few weeks ago that we needed to change things up just for a little bit, and we were going to do 90s songs. Yeah. And we've done a handful of 90s songs. We got a huge week coming up. It's Sunday night. We're sipping down the Cody Road, and I wanted to feel good about life, and I thought to myself, hey, Williams, what's better than a little handsome, baby? Let's turn it up. It's a good song. Can you name the Hanson brothers? Hanson. The Han- no, I know Hanson. the names, like the first names, because they were like they were a big deal when we were like in middle school, okay. right? Let me see if I can. All guess. right. George, <laughs> Sam, and Bill. Uh, not quite, although they are from Tulsa, <laughs> and that would fit in. Oh. I do remember like. They all looked like girls, though, so you couldn't really tell. Yeah, how old are they now? I mean, they were They're brothers. Like, probably like our age, right? Yeah. Isaac, Taylor, Taylor. Zach. Taylor's Taylor the, was the popular one. Yeah, he one, was the right? one all the girls thought was yeah. hot. Yeah, so he was born March of 83, so Taylor's older than we are. Good work, bud. They're still together. Yeah, they, they were at the state fair like yeah. last year. Oh, cash and checks, I hope. Welcome to the podcast. Should have come up with that. It's four lyrics that they sing. I think this one's Zach or Taylor. So Taylor's the lead. The, I think Taylor's the, the lead. Because Taylor's the youngest, I'm pretty sure, if I remember my Hanson. Yeah, because he's the little guy yeah. everybody thought yeah. was cute. Yeah. And he's the lead. And the other guy, I mean, how would you like to be the older brother and yeah. still be in the background? I, mean, I guess your bank account's probably fine with it now. Anyway. 
All right, so we got so, a huge show so today. So Taylor would be like Isaiah Brockington or Ashley Jones. <laughs> and then, and huge then show Zach, tonight. And Zach is Rob Jones. Huge show. We have a guest. Yes. We don't rare, do guests very guests. often, but we have such a massive game. We haven't had one since Stuart Mandel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're damn right. Stuart Mandel was the last guest we've this, had. This guest would thank us for the bourbon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right he will. <laughs> and I bet he's going to be sipping one when we call him. That's right. Uh, Billy Finley, uh, assistant women's basketball coach, will join us any minute now. We have a little Zoom thing open. Uh, we were going to leave with him. Uh, but we, but he's he's just like we are. He's putting kids down. I Never, get it. Yep. Never know what time. Nope. So he's the the second I see this Zoom pop on, we're gonna bring Billy on and talk about the massive game in Hilton Coliseum Monday. I got my tickets. Can't wait. I bought ten. Uh, listen to this luck. I bought ten tickets. Oh no! Right before tip off. Oh no! I sit down here in my cave. I got you up. I got the men's game up, and I had the Purdue Michigan State game up. And I bought ten tickets, and then right after the game, they're like, "Oh, tickets are only five dollars now." I got a I got a tip right before the oh, game. You should well, it would have been uh, uh, nice to know that. <laughs> That's all right. The tickets for the women's games really aren't ten that bucks. Ex- yeah, it's not bad. But it, honestly, I'm glad because we have reserve seats. Yeah, and like the GA is fine, but with a two year old, like I'd rather just know where you're going to be. Be on the aisle, yeah. so she's going to be a pain. I can't. In the I can't butt. wait. I mean, I I said it on the TV broadcast, and I I don't I, I think it remains a fact. I think this is the biggest regular season game in uh, women's basketball history for Iowa State. Um, so on oh, Monday, ninety nine, two thousand. Did they have like a clincher like well, this? Well, I like, don't. I wasn't really around. And so. that, and honestly, so here's the history here. Iowa State's never won it outright. Okay. Yeah, that three way tie. Yeah, it was a three way tie. Um, and this now, if you beat Baylor tomorrow, you've definitely sh- clinched a share. Of it, and then could potentially win it outright on Friday against West Virginia. So, so I think you still celebrate tomorrow, but you could really celebrate on Friday. But so I've since never won in women's basketball an outright regular season conference championship. I've since has won two conference tournament championships. Uh, the last one I think came in two thousand one on that side. So, so excited for but, this next like three weeks. But man. to think that so excited you've got this chance. At home yes. against Baylor, who's won 11 straight regular season conference championships. It's just a poetic setup. All right. Uh, let's thank our presenting sponsor, Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. Uh, shout out to our main man, Chris Clover, for believing in what we do here at CycloneFanatic.com. Uh, what is Mechdyne? Well, walk all over the uh, um, new football facility. Just When you go to Hilton Coliseum on Monday night or Wednesday night for Men's Senior Day, You'll uh, you'll see the beautiful new uh, all the colors coming from the that's Mechdyne AV Technology, but they're a so much collection of technology companies. Uh, and I would encourage you to go and check out their job listings at Mechdyne.com. They are located in Marshalltown, Iowa, and like every company right now is looking for good help. They love hiring cyclones. Even you younger cyclones, maybe you're in college, you're in IT, they have IT positions. You know, a lot of these where you can work from your you can work from your dorm. All right, check them out, Mechdyne.com. Men survive. Absolute wow. survival in um, Manhattan. And um really not a I Iowa State's fine because the they're in. 
Um, the bubble teams had a great day on Saturday. Sure. First time in the history of college basketball, one through six in the AP poll all lost. So, like, it was a weird day for metrics. Iowa State didn't really – you'd think that getting that quad one win again, they'd move up a bunch. They actually moved back. Yep. Because some teams around them – Had but big it, wins. But, yeah. again, it, it doesn't really matter because you're in the tournament. If you're looking for seeding, it may have made getting the sixth seed harder, but probably not. We'll see. Uh, some people have them as a six now, which I think would be huge. I'll probably write about that at some point this week. But a, a massive wind bloom, and then I want to get your opinion on everything that went down at the end of the game. Yeah, and it all played into it. Man, that was... I'm glad I didn't watch that while it was happening. <laughs> I mean, I would have been a basket case. Oh, um, it was bad. It was I, horrible. Yeah. All the way around. But, I mean, just on the on the face of it, for Iowa State to rally like it did, I mean, I, I watched it today. To get down 13-2, to two, and it, it seemed like Pat couldn't miss. It's like, oh, gosh, here we go. But... He couldn't. It was gutty and then you get up 15 again in the second half k-state rallies and you get up 12 again k-state rallies like it was a lot of answering adversity and it could have gone sideways like five times in that game and i was it still stuck it out and at the end of the day nobody knows that you couldn't get the ball in bounds for one reason or not in the committee uh, a win's a win and now you're in a really good spot i would say it's virtually say that i don't want to you know lock it in yet but virtually out of now wednesday night in kansas city which is great so, I mean, if the season ended today, I think they'd play in the 4-5 game against Texas um, on Thursday. When, is it, when it, are, we, are we allowed to start looking at that? Because I, I did last night. I was yeah, like, no, absolutely. Wouldn't so, we rather play Texas than Texas Tech or Baylor or Kansas? Probably, I mean, yeah. I mean, Texas, te- is, Texas got some issues. See, they, Trey Mitchell left. Yeah. I mean, they got, uh, so they got I, I feel like that's things. the matchup that you want. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Kansas. I don't want to see Baylor. I don't want to see Tech. So yeah, I guess if you have to give me a choice, then that would leave the Longhorns there. So yeah, a great win and um, survived what could have been catastrophic failures by a lot of people at the end of the game. So let's talk real quick about that, and then I'm going to bring Billy Finley in because he just texted me. He's about five minutes from being ready. Perfect. Um, the the end of that game. Again, Iowa State won. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the officiating got a lot of conversation. You know a lot about officiating. Uh, This is your thing. Um, The one that um, I was pretty pissed about at the time, but I didn't really understand the rules, and I and I learned the rules, and I understand like that they they handled it right. The inadvertent whistle one to me, like I was losing my mind over, but they. That was just a terrible break. Terrible break, right? Like that, nothing was like done wrong. It was just an awful break for Iowa State. Yeah. So let, let's let's explain what happened. Okay. Um, so, it's a, it's a loose ball situation. It's off a rebound. The K State guy grabs it, and then as he's going out of bounds, he calls timeout. Well, you can't do that anymore. You cannot call timeout before you go out of bounds. However, because the official, which I didn't even know that, so. Yep. That's, yep, so they changed something. that, like, yeah. that's probably five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. But because the official blew his whistle, when K-State did have control of the ball, thinking he was going to call timeout right when he grabbed it, at that point, the play's essentially dead, and there's nothing you can do. You can't give him a timeout because there's no timeout legally allowed. But you can't give Iowa State the ball out of bounds either because of the inadvertent whistle, supposedly, just by the you know, facts of the rule stops the play dead right there. And if you watch it, you could see Kip Kissinger point to his, his chest right away. Like that's my fault. I shouldn't have blown that whistle. 
And when that happens, the play's dead. So did he inadvertently blow it because the guy called timeout? I think he he expected him to call timeout and was trying to get ahead of it. Or he expected him to go out of bounds before he did. Okay. So either way, so that so this is the official screwed so up. That was just a bad break, man. Yeah, it's a, and he screwed Iowa up. State should have had the ball yeah. there. So yeah. he screwed up for blowing his whistle. Like that's I there, there that is that is that's bad. That's bad. But after that happened, you can't go back and look and go. Well, he would have gone out of bounds anyway because at that point the play is essentially dead, and it sucked because it's like, man, you got the. I mean, you got the mechanics of the thing right after you botched it the first time. I compared it. It wasn't as bad, but it's in the realm. You remember the Phantom Three at the Fog in two thousand four? Unfortunately, when, when Kansas is shooting, uh, what it thought was it was no, it was Iowa State was shooting two free throws with Jared Holman. He misses the first. Nobody stops play, and Kansas goes and makes a three. Well, you can't. It's in the rule. It's kind of they've changed the mechanics of it since then. But since the basket was made and it wasn't blown dead, the basket has to count, which is, it, it made no sense. But by the letter of the law, they were right in the way they officiated that thing. And it just was an awful break for Iowa State then and now. And thankfully, Jane Walker came up with a big stop. Huge because stop, yeah. if, if they go and make a three there, oh. that is that is inexcusable. Like, yeah. But, but you're, you're, you're hosed. Like, there's nothing you can do. So I'm glad it worked out. It could have been far worse. But there were the, the okay. Now explain the five second violation. Yeah, and so the, the rule in NCAA is you get five seconds to release the ball. So it's not when the ball is caught in bounds; it's to release the ball. Now the controversy happened is, and we've all seen this, where guys are taking their time, and the official will put the ball on the floor and start counting. But they, you also, as an official, have the discretion. If you think the guy's lollygagging back there and not making an effort to go get the ball, you can just start counting. And so on the one, which was super quick, he got to like one and a half before Gabe even has has the ball, which is technically illegal, albeit, pardon my language, it's kind of an asshole way to officiate. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, I mean, you, at some point, say, Gabe, let's yeah. go. You know, like, you can talk to him. Yeah. So he, but, but then if you look at his hand which is also bad mechanics, he only counts to four before Gabe releases, even with that quick count. Yeah. And it does, so unless his count is different in his head than it is with his hand, which I guess is possible, but I don't, so I, that was, that was, he missed it. Like he, he did like three things wrong on that. I think the first five second was fine. Like it was really quick, but I think it was, yeah. you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, not the, it the worst be thing. like completely No, egregious. but the, but the second five second and that inadvertent whistle. And then the other one, which was just bizarre. It was the same official that had the five-second violation calls, Kelly Self, who then there's that collision where at midcourt. There should have just been no call. Probably a no call. I mean, it was really, I, there was no advantage gained either way. And and it call went against Kalsher, which was his fifth, and then K-State got free throws and cut it to, I think it was four or two or whatever it was. So there were like five separate things in the last two minutes that any one of those goes differently and you're not sweating it out at the end, but it is what it is. And Iowa State survived. I mean, it honestly, I had visions of the picked up flags down in Manhattan. Like it was, oh, man, it yeah. was at that level. Like, what are we doing? I, I watch, tend to watch every Iowa State basketball and football game back. Football, I'll try and watch three times. Basketball, usually twice. I won't watch that game back. 
I am, I am black. I, I am whitewashing the, that thing from my picked face. Picked up flags. Yeah, I'm That's done. Still with bad. It. I, no, no. Yesterday. Yes. Oh, you're done. I'm not watching that game so, again. Absolutely got, not touching that thing. On the second five second, I said I can't. So I was in Hilton. I was like, I got, I can't watch this. Like, I because I saw, I think a lot of Iowa State fans. Like, I see they're writing on the wall here. This is not going. So I got in my car and listened to John and Eric during the inadvertent whistle. And they but, didn't get an explanation what was going on, and they're trying. They had, they they were doing as best as they could, but they had no idea. Like, well, then what's happening here? This is the most bizarre was, two oh, minutes. But so thank goodness, Jaden Walker. All right, we're gonna bring uh, Billy Finley in here real quick. Um, and before we do so, I want to thank a couple of our sponsors. First of all, Bloom. Did you know it's vasectomy season? If you've been thinking about getting the vasectomy, if so, now might be the time. March Madness, baby. It's around the corner. Go a little, little snip, snip. It's your permanent form of birth control. What's the, uh, can you ask the Iowa Clinic what the median age is for that? Yeah, I could do I that. I could be curious. It, it performed in office less than 30 minutes. You can usually go back to work in one to two days, but you can also fake like you need more time around the tournament. Fake for your employer, fake for your spouse. It's whatever. The spouse probably is not going to have a lot of like, Sympathy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, just go to iowaclinic.com. Uh, they actually have great links. Here's one. A blog. What to expect when your husband gets his vasectomy. <laughs> it's for the women. <laughs> yeah, we kind of want to know what to expect. Recovering from a vasectomy. What to expect after you get snipped. You can find it all at the Iowa Clinic. <laughs> and you can also see my uh, vasectomy commercials that are all over the place Ooh, right now. It is getting a lot so of run right now. You'll love this. So the vasectomy commercials um, are on during NASCAR races. And all my like redneck friends from Southwest Iowa, you know, they, they're what, you know, they're what pre-race starts. They're in. They're watching yeah. all the way through. I don't know how you can watch pregame for uh, racing, but. I started getting texts. During the 500 from like all these buddies of mine who I hadn't heard from in years. They're my racing buddies from back home. And they're like, uh, did we just see you getting uh, with a bag of peas on your boys? Yeah. So apparently you Damn got, right you, did. you got, uh, your commercial got stuck for like 15 minutes on KDSM <laughs> and primetime on, allegedly on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly that, that, that did happen. You and really should raise your fee. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, do it for free. Amen. Uh, work better, work together. Find your productivity happy place at GravitateCoworking.com. It's where you can find all the great locations for our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Of course, Gravitate East Village just opened in beautiful Des Moines. You can go to Midtown Windsor Heights. That's a little more chill. You know, yep. you don't got the, yep. you don't have the downtown. Yeah, downtown. You don't have to dress up. Yep. Yeah, have don't to don't speed there. in Windsor Heights. Yeah, they get the Ooh, speed get traps down there. Uh, mid or we got so we got Midtown, Downtown Des Moines, Cedar Falls, and in Jefferson. GravitateCoworking.com. It's where you can find all the great um, information about different meeting spaces, reserving rooms, uh, anything you need to know. They got a great website at GravitateCoworking.com. All right, um, let's do it. Let's bring in uh, Iowa State assistant women's basketball coach, Billy Finley. All right, well, here he is. Uh, appreciate him taking some time to hang out with us on a Sunday night before the game. Billy Finley joins us. Quick turnaround. What's up, man? How are we doing? Feeling good? Loose? Yeah, feeling great. We're uh, ready to I'm I'm really glad that it's a quick turnaround because, uh, you know, you get a game like this that has – so much anticipation and, and so many people so excited. You don't want to sit around and 
practice for three or four days. Like we all know what it's, it's late February. We all know what we need to do. Um, let's just, let's throw the ball up and throw, throw 14,000 people in Hilton and play a little hoop. Billy, do you, do you shy away from letting the team know what's on the line here? I mean, we all know that this has a chance to be, Iowa State honestly doesn't win too many Big 12 championships, and you have a chance to do it at home. Do you, do you share that, or you, do you expect, and this is a very smart veteran team. I'm sure they're well aware regardless. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think probably, you know, before the day and age of social media, which seems like a long time ago, you might have been able to get away with, trying to downplay things, but I mean, our kids aren't stupid, you know, and, and you don't want them to be like, you know, this was, we thought all year that we had a pretty special team. Um, you know, I don't think that we necessarily put a, a exact goal on things, but we felt like if we did what we were able to do, uh, and be as good as we could be, that we, we would be able to find ourselves in a situation like this. And so I think, uh, you know, I, I kind of wondered what the message would be today because, in our office, the, the thing that for us is that we have another road game. And so it's uh, – and then you go yeah. to Kansas City, and ho- and we're going to play two more home games, you know. So it's not the biggest game of the year. Um, it won't be. But sure. it's really big, and we're not going to act like it's not. And he – you know, he really hit home that message today. Like, we've put ourselves in an opportunity to be in a situation like this, and we've earned that. We've earned the right to play in a game that – you know, has championship obviously implications and, and to pack Hilton and to have everybody talking about it. Like that takes, you got to do a lot of work to even get into that situation. So, Hey, let's enjoy that. Let's celebrate that. And then let's roll the ball out and, and give them hell for 40 minutes. And, you know, hopefully at the end you're celebrating, but if not, you got to be able to regroup and say, Hey, there is going to be more important games down the line. Um, but you know, we've always, this team has done a really good job of, and, and he's, we've called it nameless, faceless opponents all year long. Um, that if we're the best version that we can be, it doesn't matter if we're playing Texas Tech or Iowa or Baylor. Um, we feel like we got a chance to win the game. And like I said, we're going to play two more home games. Uh, so it's not one of those, hey, senior night, we're never going to see anybody again at Hilton. You know, So that's the unique part of the women's game, mm-hmm. um, right. which is great for us. But uh, obviously – you're probably not going to see 14,000 people in Hilton and in a chance to celebrate and cut down a net very often. So we're, we're going to, we understand what's at risk. All right. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty. You guys got, um, you got punked pretty good when you went down there the last time. That was the one of the, maybe the weirdest week in the history of the program though. Let's be honest. <laughs> like that's just stuff. Like I would say, like, there's no playbook for that, right? Like you don't know how to deal with that. I kind of throw that game out in that sense, but I'm sure you learned something. So like, I, I hope, and this is how we've been trying to help promote it. Like, I hope there's a lot of people that are going to go to Hilton who have never been to a women's basketball game. You did that with your in-laws this week, yep. right? Like, yep, we're, never we're hoping to get they loved it the, to earn like new fans from these experiences. But somebody they still know about what what are the Cyclones got to do? Like, is this like a man? We need to get out early. Like, what what is the key? Like, what are you guys stressing with this team right now? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's interesting because. Uh, you know, some people that have been to Hilton before and, and seen some senior night magic against Baylor have, have seen us hold the ball and be like, okay, like we are outmatched at every position. And if this game gets to the sixties, we got no chance, you know, um, we feel the complete opposite right now. Uh, we, we talked to our kids today about playing as fast as humanly possible. And 
you know, for us to say we want as many possessions as we can against Baylor, who's a top five team in the country, I think speaks volumes to where we think we are offensively. Um, if they get us in the half court, you know, they can, they can hunker down and they can do some things to us. But I think if we can get out and run and, and get up and down and spread the floor, obviously that starts with a defensive rebound, which is probably the most important part of the game. Um, down there, Queen Egbo had 21 rebounds, uh, nine offensive rebounds. Wow. You know, so you feel like it takes so much to guard them to begin with, and then they get a second and a third chance. You know, Kim's team's always shot, and this this is Kim's. T- I mean, just because somebody else is coaching, it's all this. It's all the same players, and and you know they're going to shoot forty five percent, but when they get two and three chances at it, that turns into about eighty percent by the time they they leave that side of the floor. So, if it starts with a defensive rebound and we can get the ball up and, and going, uh, we feel really good about that. They made 12 threes down there, which is by far the most they've made all season. Um, we're going to change some things defensively and, and try to limit that, uh, you know, make them, make them make tough twos. And if we make them make tough twos, and they got, they got the kid who's going to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. She's going to make tough twos. It's going to happen. Um, but if they're settling for that all night and, and we can get our game going and spread the floor, uh, let the crowd get involved and make it a four-quarter game, uh, I think it'll be really fun tomorrow night. How do you think the crowd can impact things? I mean, obviously, the the crowd against Iowa was phenomenal. I think the crowd Monday will be even better, uh, potentially. And, and what can that do to lift your team? Because it just seems like this is a heady group. And if you get some momentum in Hilton, it could, it could, it could roll downhill pretty quickly. Yeah, I yeah, and I thought actually the, the, the crowd yesterday was really, really good, good. too. Really good, yep, uh, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, so and and I think there were times where, where we needed that. You know, Texas Tech got us in the half court in the first half, and uh, we were stagnant, didn't didn't look great. And then we we also happen to be a little bit better when when Emily Ryan's on the floor. You know, it seems to be a strange coincidence. <laughs> but um, so we got to keep her out of foul trouble. You know, there's been a couple games this year. We went down to Texas. She picked up three fouls in the first half in Austin, which is amazing because their point guard had zero fouls in the first half. It's <laughs> It's weird how that yeah, happens. I'm but, not going to bring up uh, how important the officiating is tomorrow, Billy, but I know the answer. It is. It is very important. Yes. You know, you know better than anybody. Yeah. But um, you know, I think, I think for us, like you said, I, when we get going and we start playing fast and we and we make a few shots and the crowd gets into it, our kids are. You know, Ash has been in that environment a lot. Um, Lex and Emily feel like kids that have a ton of experience, even though they're only in their second year. But it's it's only going to help those guys feed off each other. And I think it'll help us defensively more than anything. Um, and, and that's what we need. We need them to get a little bit flustered. We need them to get a little bit rattled and, and they haven't, you know, in, in our league, you know, there's, there's a lot of really solid crowds, but they haven't seen anything like they're going to see tomorrow. And, um, and I think it'll really help us a lot, out a lot. I feel like um, your guys' women's game this year. And then uh, the men had a moment. Um, it, who'd they play last? The West Virginia game. Yeah. I, I, I thought they were going to lose, right? Like, Hilton's been awesome this year. And I do think that there's got to be something to it where people weren't there a year ago. Like, I, I just, I feel like, um, 
Uh, the men, it's been weird because they're playing such a different style, right? But, like, I don't know. Like, do you guys – you've been in Hilton more than I have, Bloom, but I feel like the crowd has been so engaged. It seems to me, All yeah. season long. Saturday was both. a really good example. I mean, it wasn't the most flashy game, but, you know, you guys get down two in the third quarter, and it could have been like, oh, yeah. gosh, what's going on? But it was almost the opposite of, all right, let's pick it, it up. It was and like then, that Iowa State crowd where they, it's like the team needs us. Yeah, and, and then you guys go on like a 12-2 run to put it away. and But I think the crowd was directly attributable to that, and that's the power of Hilton Coliseum. Yeah, I, th- I think you're spot on. And even though we're doing it in, in different ways, uh, you know, the way that Cyclone Alley has really bought into the whole kill thing that TJ's got going on, and for us – you know, this year and, and most years, it's the way we shoot the three, mm-hmm. you know. So I think um, it doesn't really matter whatever is motivating those guys. But, you know, w- when our guys get two stops in a row and then you can just feel that place. And I haven't been to many games in there due to schedule, but you can just feel how that thing changes. And then if we were to make a shot and get a stop, you know, now that thing changes. And, uh, yeah, I think – I, I yeah. There's probably something to the fact that nobody got to come last year. There's probably something to the fact that, you know, we're both pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously sure. that never hurts. And I think every game, and, I, and I've told a lot of people this, for those who don't follow the women's game as closely, the way that everybody talks about the Big 12 on the men's side is exactly what we're dealing with on the women's side. Um, do I think there's two or three teams that could make a Final Four run? Sure. Do I think there's, you know, this one elite Gonzaga or South Carolina? I don't think so, maybe on paper. But we don't have, I mean, the, the dumpster fires that some of these leagues have. Yep. So every single game is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think our fans have understood that, especially on the men's side, where it doesn't matter if you win by one or two, and there's going to be a lot of those games that they really need that. And, uh, you know, the thing that is interesting for us, and, and I thought we were going to change that the other day. Good thing we didn't. We're, we're 13 and three in the league. We've played one game within 10 points. Huh? We didn't think about we, that. Uh, wow. Uh, Mag- Maggie McGraw threw in that three yeah. at K state is the closest is the only game in the big 12 that we've played within single digits. So, <laughs> you know, tomorrow I expect the game to be close. So the crowd will be, four quarters of intensity, which, you know, will be something that we haven't even seen yet, you know? Um, so it'll, it'll be fun. I, uh, I was, I interviewed your dad. It was Thursday. It was right after the Kansas game. I went down and called one of your guys games in Lawrence one year and they were really bad. Like they, they were really bad for a while and it really stood out to me kind of what you're talking about right now about the league, like how much better a program like that has gotten. And then what the crowd was like. Now there were a lot of Iowa state fans there the other night because of Emily. Emily. Yep. But when you, you know, when you were just talking about Baylor and not seeing a crowd like this, it's like Kansas is pretty good. And like, this is like a historically really good team for them. And it went in and like, they, they still don't get it. So I, I'm, I'm jazz. I'm not, I, I hope you're all right with this. I'm not covering the game. I'm bringing the kids. Like we got a, we're Same. loading it up. I got a crew. Yep. I got a crew from Southwest Iowa coming up. A couple crews from Southwest Iowa coming up. We're all going to be there. I'm going to be. I'm going to be yelling tomorrow night. I'm not going to have much voice on Tuesday. That, I'm not I, covering. I love it. Screw that. I'm not covering it. the game. I don't want to do we that. We better not. We better not have some <laughs> crap officiating, Billy. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, we're I'm going. A, at I'm a fan <laughs> tomorrow, and so I don't have to be a broadcaster. If you know what I'm saying. Oh no. no. 
you don't need to be politically correct. That's right. You got to go. You got to go right at him. That's right. And uh, you know, hopefully, th- those things have a way of working themselves yes. out. But you're right. It it is uh, it is amazing how that can change some things. But uh, you know, I'm hopeful that it should be a pretty clean game. I don't think you know Baylor. Baylor doesn't go real deep, so I mean they'll get into us a little bit, but it's not going to be. Uh, it's not Texas type pressure because. They only play seven kids, gotcha. and, and they're not they're not going real deep. They can't afford to be in foul trouble. Uh, we're pretty much the same way, but I think it'll be I think it'll be a really entertaining game. I think you know it's a big Monday women's basketball game. You know the game after us on ESPN two is Texas Baylor uh, men's game. So you know it's it's the show in town. Awesome. The one thing I would say too is is at halftime they're doing the reveal, the final reveal, which I think has been a really good thing. For women's basketball, it's kind of like our version of the college football playoff, sure. you know, deal that they do, and so that's at halftime of our game. So anybody who's interested in women's basketball will obviously be tuning in. So um, it, it's a great showcase for not only obviously our team, our league, but for sure Hilton Coliseum, and I'm and I'm ready for it to be as loud as possible. I have no, I <laughs> you guys liked. I texted TJ today, and I was like, hey, what are the chances? Because this is me. I'm like, what are the chances you think you guys will be in Milwaukee? His response, one and eight. Okay, oh, jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't give me one of those answers. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're certain that we're going to host um, the first and second. If we could get to the Sweet 16, do you know, like, because this is a great lineup. There's Wichita and mm-hmm. then Minneapolis for the final four. And I know you, like, you're not going to want to go too deep. But, like, what are the chances you guys could end up in Wichita if you would – advance that far because i know a lot of i've had a lot of people ask me billy and they're looking around wanting to do some tournament trail like do you know how yeah how does the women's tournament work as far as trying to get regional teams in there yeah no i mean it is definitely something that they look at you know um i think for us you know you start looking at the s curve and they want to keep the s curve as, as much as possible but they even say clear as day that they reserve the right to move somebody a slot or two mm-hmm. for regional. And, and, you know, it's not by accident that UConn is always in Bridgeport, Connecticut, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. it's not by accident that Stanford's in Spokane, mm-hmm. you know? So now again, you're talking about historically probably the one or two overall seeds and they should be where they need to be. So it gets a little bit more dicey when you're looking at a two or three seed or, or whatever. Um, you know, if Iowa women are a four, you know, do they send them to Wichita? They could send us both to Wichita, mm-hmm. you know. Um, obviously, there's going to be a Big 12 team in in Wichita. You know, we draw the best. It's weird because right now, you know, and again, these are all projections that are going to change and will change even with some tomorrow. But I think our league has three number two seeds. And then, and then Oklahoma's on the three line. So, you know, it's... It makes it so that somebody's got to get moved gonna somewhere. Be some, yeah. Somebody's going to get there. Um, yeah, you know, I I feel this. I I'll feel better about being in Wichita if we win tomorrow, uh, because yeah. I feel like obviously the league knows or, or the NCAA knows that's where we would prefer to be. That would be an advantage for us. And you got a little bit, you got a little bit more stick to swing if you uh, mm-hmm. if you win the league. Yep. So. Um, I'll, I'll feel a lot better about that if we can take care of business tomorrow. All right. Um, I'm fired Let's do up. This the thing. next, like, three, yeah. four weeks are going to be – we're going to put a lot of miles on that Cyclone Fanatic Carl Chevrolet truck. No better time out. of year. 
Uh, if you guys are in Wichita, and if I can get them in either in Indy or – or you guys are going to be in Ames, but I'm thinking, like, just down the road, like, we're just going to be cruising all over the Midwest covering these games. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to be there with you, you guys uh, all the way, too, buddy. We we got a, uh, we got well a sponsor, deserved. and we're yeah. going to be with you guys all the way. So we're looking forward to covering you guys just like we would the men, and uh, you guys deserve it. No, we appreciate that. You guys are the best, and uh, we appreciate all the coverage. Can't wait to see everybody tomorrow night, and uh, let's run this back in Kansas City. You want me to paint my face or my chest? Either one tomorrow. And definitely not your chest. Um <laughs> All right, you know, face, face might be better. I mean, you do have a you have a face for radio, yeah. but you know. get it covered up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, there you hey, go. Are you guys when are you when are you guys going to cut your hair? By the way, I've been meaning to ask you that. I've been trimming it here and there, but you know, I'm, I'm waiting for something real crazy to just come straight out with like a buzz cut. Will's ready for that, but well, uh, we got the St. Baldrick's event coming up in April. You can do that. All right, all right. That that makes I mean, sense. I'm, raise I'm some money for a good that. cause, Billy. You become yeah. you become an instant legend, though. If, if while cutting down the nets, you get your hair too. I mean, <laughs> ooh, would, no, ooh. just trying to put that out there. Marketing one on one, right there. I'm, I'm in for some nil money. Yeah, I mean, who's, yeah. Yeah. who's in? Who's in? We're gonna play baseball this year. Let's go. I, your dad yeah. and I kind of went on a rant about that the other day, but I, I mean. Man, I'm going to borrow a little more Cody Road here. They got to get that figured out. Oh. It's that, that's a bad deal. I, I'm, I mean, the good thing is my uh, my full attention is 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 wrapped up for the next month. But right. as soon as that's over, I'm going to turn to it and I'm going to be like, "Where are we at here?" Well, you I was going to uh, see if you and you guys wanted to go on a trip down to Atlanta to pay homage to the world champion Atlanta Braves <laughs> at some point. This you guy, know, this go guy. and yeah. see the yeah. ring night. You know, watch the watch the pennant come out. Since you guys haven't had that in a while, I thought maybe you'd enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, you know, when you raise one every twenty years, I mean, not bad. It's twenty-two. Bad. Get it right. All right. Okay, twenty-two. Sorry. <laughs> all right, brother. Uh, get some rest. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate right. it. Go Cyclones. Let's go hunt some bears. All right. Uh, thanks to Billy Finley for joining us. I also want to thank our our sponsor. Man, this is cool. We we did a little call to action last week. Mm-hmm. And asked for um, people to, I, I said, does any business want to support what we are doing, um, what we want to do with the women so we can cover them the entire way? And got an email the next day. J Corp Design and Build. It's actually a really, uh, really awesome company that I didn't know existed, but here's the kicker. They are building the new office building in Ankeny where the Cyclone Fanatic office hey. is going to be located. I did not know this. They, um, all sorts of, of buildings, man, um, the expertise in architecture, structural engineering, construction, um, commercial, uh, construction management, planning, they do it all, uh, company located in Ankeny, really good people. They love Iowa state, uh, check them out today. Jcorpdesignbuild.com. They'll be sponsoring our women's basketball coverage the rest of the way. I want to give a shout out to one other sponsor. And um, we'll get back into the men's game here. Um, we are going to have a game watch on Wednesday night at yep. Wellman's Pub in West Des Moines with our friends from Circa Sports. Here, All right. Here's the kicker. We'll be giving away. I secured these tickets, and I, I have them. I know we have them. Full session passes to the Big 12 Men's Basketball Tournament. Yo. Two of them. You have to attend the game watch. We will have a uh, registration there, and then we'll do a drawing at the end of the game. That's coming up on Wednesday night. 
and I will be there the whole time. I'm actually missing senior night, which I don't like to do, but I'm doing this for a really good partner in uh, Circus Sports. Well, hopefully be hearing more from here on Cyclone Fanatic in the next year or so. But um, I will be out there doing my radio show that day from 3 to 6, and then I will be there for the game watch, and we will be giving away those Big 12 men's basketball tickets for the entire Big 12 tournament, which is, if if you know anything, that's a really... Expensive. <laughs> these are lower level, too. Yeah, it's really expensive. These are lower and level. The games are, are going to be competitive. Yes, these are lower level, so you get everything from Wednesday night through the championship game. Outstanding. That is coming up on Wednesday night. I did want to mention, uh, we talked with Billy about you know the potential for Wichita. The other three regional sites that Iowa State could be sent to, and this is why Wichita is so important, Bridgeport, Connecticut, as Billy mentioned, Spokane, Washington, as Billy mentioned, most likely Stanford's going there, but you could be the two with Stanford, you know. And then the other one is uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. South Carolina will definitely go there as the one. And so you kind of have to pick, right? Like, you're going to be the two in one of these places. You can kind of determine who the one is going to be in each site. And if you're, if you're talking about, and as you should, anytime you're a top three seed, which I would say is going to be, you bring up the potential for a deep run in the tournament. You start looking at matchups. and So, it'll be so who would to, be at it in Wichita? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, so the, that's the tough part. Is like Billy was talking about, if, if Baylor wins out, Okay, yeah. just as a hypothetical. Yeah, then they could. They could be a one. Yeah. Um, if yeah. Texas wins out, their net's good enough that, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a stretch for them, but you get the point. If yeah. Iowa State wins out, I think Iowa State's ceiling is probably still a two, but you never know. Um, but you're looking at, I mean, Indiana's had a bad week. Michigan just lost. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who who that fourth number one would be. And if you want to be super optimistic, and, uh, you know, I should look at the net rankings right now. I think Iowa State, you know, it has a, if it wins out, like literally win, and then wins the Big 12, they'd have to be in the conversation for a uh, number one seed as well. But uh, I know they're not really counting on that, but it is certainly a possibility. And I, I should add Louisville and, and North Carolina State also in that conversation for one seeds. But all those three, Louisville, NC State, and South Carolina are all probably fighting for Greensboro. So one of them probably may get sent to Wichita. So a lot, lot still to be determined, C-Dub. A lot of good uh, options for the men, too. I mean, I, I think that... I haven't even looked at those regions well, yet. Well, I have. I'm just trying to plan how we're going to cover everything. So I've been... Really I think you can safely it. plant like this. We're safe now. Yeah. There's no Dayton. There's no nothing. I'm making the call. Making the call. I'm like, uh, you know, presidential <laughs> politics here. Uh, let's John go King. The, let's go. Let's go to the newsroom. Yeah, you're a, a Wolf Blitzer. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're safely determining that Iowa State is in the 2022 NCAA tournament. So here's your locations. Um, San Diego, Pittsburgh. Here, I, I, I think that we're going to have a reasonable draw. I think it'll be either Fort Worth, Milwaukee, or Indianapolis. I think there's a really good shot you end up. The other ones are Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Greenville, San Diego, yeah. and Portland. It's just, it's just impossible. I mean, it really is. I mean, almost when you're, every bracketologist has Iowa State in Indianapolis right well, now. But when you're a 6 to 9 seed, yeah. you're yeah. at the discretion of wherever they want to put you. I mean, you, you don't really have a an argument of hey, put us close. It's gonna be nice to not just be. Remember that weird the term was so weird last year. It was all. It was terrible. Uh, it was bad. Well, it was bad because we were sitting at home. Uh, yeah, just, uh, licking yes, our wounds. But too. it was, and then 
you know, outside of the uh, 105 Oregon put up, it was kind of a, a tough tournament watch. What about um, Caleb fire up the grill? That <laughs> was awesome. And then the picture afterward, so great. With the they all the family all had the fire up the grill t shirts. Well, uh, is Caleb's deal like because he can't hit a shot in Hilton? I mean, it's 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 quite. And they're the same shots. I know. Like it's got to be. Is he? I think that this is a thing for this whole team, maybe. Because it was weird. I had like an irrational sense of confidence going into that game yesterday. And you know me. I'm yeah. a very yeah, negative you, sports usually. fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never think my teams are going to win. Um, I think that these guys really, early in the year, got psyched up for Hilton. Right? Like, and yeah. I, I think that they almost play with less pressure on their back on the road. It's well, weird. You heard Brockington say... Uh, they mentioned in the TV broadcast when he was talking to yeah. to them, and, and he said, you know, th- what Isaiah was thinking about during that West Virginia game is I just don't want to lose another game. He's at like, Hilton. I can't stand losing here. Yeah, so I think there's certain types of people that will thrive in those situations, and clearly Brockington thrives, um, you know, when he has to be a monster. Man, he was that I mean, that game Wednesday night, it, it was top five, I think, in, in Hilton history for an Iowa State player. I really think that. Like he was so good when Iowa State needed it most and made everything. I mean, he, it was that'll go down in the old pantheon of of single game performances, in it, my opinion. And it helps too because Isaiah plays with such swagger, right? Like he and it, like even like <laughs> the mid range shots he's taking and making look awesome. Like in their fadeaways, I, like in a dude's face. Yep. You know what I mean? Like even like shots that are of a high percentage to him, he makes them look difficult. And like I mean, it's just a. Well, King McClure kept going on and on about how, hey, you force him to make long twos. And I want to say, hey, King. Except, except for Brockington, he's, clearly. He's shooting like 70% he's, he's from 18, there. Yeah, right. What do you mean? He's he's definitely, he the, the norm is not is not the case with Brockington. But now he's even, looks pretty comfortable shooting the three ball, too. What so. about uh, what about the Jaden Walker story? How cool. I mean, great. Man. that I mean, the, the guy's buried. He, he's, he's not even a conversation right like but i'll say this and it's tj won't care if i say it um cool part of when you get to travel with the team is you get to sit in and hear a lot of the talk and right like and i remember when we were in, in barclays after a practice and we did a film breakdown mm-hmm. after dinner and he went game he went player by player and he told him it was like a love fest it was Here's what everybody well. what you're doing mm-hmm. well and he got to Jaden, and he had a bunch of shots from practice of like good practice plays from Jaden because he hadn't, he hadn't played. played. Yep. And he said, "If you keep doing this, by the end of the year, you will have made your mark on this team." And I and I haven't been able to like get that out of my mind. Yeah, like, that's cool. Keep in mind, this Jaden's probably pretty dejected at this point. He he's not playing against Alabama State. Yeah. Right. And and here he is. He's on pack. One of the best scores in the conference with the game on the line, and he makes the biggest play. And I would challenge everybody to go back and look at the Brockington steal from the West Virginia game. Jaden's on the ball with those long arms, hadn't played all half, right? Like he played a little bit in the first half, sure. and then had not played in the second half. They put him in there, makes a huge play. It's right? it's neat. And then even I thought I felt great for for Bob Jones yesterday. Four for four. Just, you don't know when your time's coming, and he stepped up. He did everything he had to, and he hadn't played much at all in two weeks. And yet, here he is. Number gets called. You get in some foul trouble. 
and and he came to play, did everything he needed to. So that's what if you're going to win games in March, you're going to have to make plays that you're not expected to make. That three guys really, who I don't know if people had counted out Grill, but he, but my point is three dudes who had faced a ton of adversity either recently or in the Jones. Yeah. What hadn't been playing? Hadn't been playing. Yeah, he had not been playing, and without those guys. Like you don't without any of them, you don't win. Correct that game, Correct. which is that's cool to see at the end of the year. I mean, it even goes back to like some of the great like Fred teams. Now, like you remember the team that lost to UAB, but they had that great run in the tournament. It was like Dijon Jones was a non-factor going into that tournament, and then he, he had, they don't win it yep, without same him, with right? Like, yeah, you got to have those guys in March, or, or even um, this can't be the Isaiah Brockington show in March. No, if you're gonna no, go anywhere. You, you, you if Iowa State, Iowa State's success. Kalsher. Yeah, you never know. I mean, he, Gabe, did he? I don't think he scored yesterday. Dude, no. He was 0 for 5 with okay. 5 turnovers. Right. But you just don't know. But like, look at the game before. You don't beat West Virginia before yes. without him. Uh, remember Daniel Ladozzi? Yeah. You know, Niang gets hurt. Absolutely. He helps. He starts the North Carolina game and you win the game. Like, you don't know when your time's coming, but a team, a complete team, is able to help each other out. And uh, all, that's when I think of this season, uh, obviously, you'll think of the emergence of of Brockington and the young superstar potential of Tyrese Hunter. But I think right there is anytime Iowa State needed something, somebody stepped up when they weren't expected to. Even if you think about the Trey Jackson free throws at Oklahoma State or, you know, Caleb's play at Creighton, all of these things, TCU and Gabe Kalsher has to have some big minutes there. You just they just found ways to get it done. I thought even Condit had a couple plays yesterday where yeah. it's like, man, the big, coast big coast. Fellow's pretty good, yeah. So it's um you know, Iowa State has you know, maybe Tyrese Hunter will make the NBA. You know? I I'm honestly maybe one guy on the roster, and yet here they are, they've won twenty games, they're now fifth place in the Big Twelve, and could find themselves back in the top twenty five tomorrow. Oh, what'd you think of um you never responded? I texted you and B last the other night. Oh, I yeah. I, My Brockington comp. Uh, he's a small Demar Derozan. If, yeah, it, it, he is. He was. If if Brockington's three inches taller, he is Demar Derozan. They're the, they, they have the exact same game. It's the same type of game. But De- like obviously, like Brockington wouldn't be able to do that in the NBA. Correct. But you could probably do it in college if you're good enough. Right? Yeah, Which he's we're playing. He's, that's what he's doing. He's he for and he was great against Saturday. He is literally putting Iowa State on. His back at times. and it, it reminds me, and the old timers will remember this, when Iowa State won the Big the Big 12 in 2000, Pfizer had like a six-game stretch from mid-February into the Big 12 tournament where he averaged like 32 points and 12 rebounds and just complete, it was complete domination of anybody that was in his path. And this is... This stretch, Niang had a stretch his senior year where he went nuts, like five games in the Big 12 and in the, in the NCAA tournament. Monte Morris had a similar stretch in February, March of his senior year. You're seeing the same type. Like, I think you can fairly put Brockington into this mold of guys that have really turned it on at the best opportune time. He's right there with Pfizer, Niang, and Morris. And, and you know, that I'm not... That's not hyperbole for him. Heinz and I were having the conversation on press row the other night about um, the best two-way players since we've been covering the team. Yeah, and um, interesting. We 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 thought Shayok would definitely be on there. Yeah, and that's one. That's another guy that did it so quietly, but yeah. he was really efficient in his last 
several games too. And then we basically narrowed it down to Halliburton and Monte Morris with Brockington. We're talking two-way play. Two-way, yeah, because Brockington does it on the other end too. George did not. No, he doesn't he did. belong in that conversation. Yeah. But Monte Morris was career leader in steals, right? Yeah. Halliburton, I he got better, like you know. Yeah, like, and he did, he did. He was so long that he just yeah. created some problems. Correct. Yeah, and his so IQ he, was off the charts. So he's in the he's in yep. the conversation. Yep. Could you think of anyone else? Oh man. I mean, you could go back to like Tinsley if you, but yeah, you guys weren't we, around. We then. were saying yeah. since we've been covering yep. the yep. team. Yeah, so, so that's probably what twenty. Fred Hoiberg era on. Well, for me, it would have been Wayne. Yeah, Morgan Wayne Morgan. But so, yeah, I mean, I mean, there really weren't a lot of two-way guys no, in that era. No, I mean, Stinson had his moments when he wanted to. Blaylock did too. Drummond played a little not, defense. Not, yeah, yeah, not super. Yeah, efficient all the time. No, I think absolutely. I think that's he's got to be right there. That's a hell of a group. It's it's so cool because I remember when he committed. It's just like, well, great, but you know, what do we got here? And now he's first team All Big Twelve. Abaji will still probably win Player of the Year, but I think Brockington should be second at this point. What about the? Because uh, this will be crowned by the time we we do this. I think you have a, there's a real debate for Big Twelve Coach of the Year. Yeah, I I could uh, go either way. Yeah, I mean it's Adams and TJ. I mean clearly I'm going to be biased here. And Bill Self's done a pretty good job too, by the way. Come on, they, but he lost yesterday, which he took him out. Yeah, but like, and this kind of is always Ross and I always argue about this. I like to give the coach of the year to like the guy who's done the most with least. Like that's always my. I've always been that way, but I'm an Iowa State guy, so it's like it gives us more of a chance. Like, would would Mark Adams have like done this? Like if if he took over a program like TJ did. Would he have him as, as a six or a seven seed? But I, or, and then do it this way. If TJ took over that roster, would he have them as a two seed? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's a really, I think both guys are totally deserving. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you self, can't go I, wrong. self is three, like in my mind. Uh, yeah. It's, like, I don't think he can fair. win it this year. But that's those interesting. Two guys. Yeah. I mean, Adams may get the nod just because they're going to finish higher. But, and I, and I, I don't it, think that's like a travesty. But, if no, he does. It's, but TJ's right there. TJ's run here is going to, you know, turn some heads, and the if, fact that if they win Wednesday, yeah, you, I, you look, and if five, Tech loses, I mean, you're you're getting closer. Man, like I, I, I get the Mark Adams deal, and he's been great, and he's been immensely. I was not high on Tech coming into the year. He's completely overblown everything. I thought that not that I'm smart. I think, I think a lot of people feel like that with him. But man, from two and twenty two, I know. Yeah, what I mean, Tech to, was a three seed last year, so they were in the final four two, two what, years ago. Yeah, like, two years ago, whatever. Yeah. Two years ago, we didn't have a tournament. Got it. But we all, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, it's one of the biggest turnarounds in the history of the sport. It it really is unbelievable that just I mean, just pause a little bit tonight and go. We're in the NCAA tournament, and like, and the women are playing and for a playing championship. For, yeah, and it, they're going to be a two. This seed. is such a fun and, year. Like I've. I'm like reinvigorated. Like I, last year, just beat the hell out of us, As, <laughs> everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and like, but it just goes not to, just because they were bad. Like the pandemic, just everything on top of it. This year has just been fun, and it just goes to show how much basketball means in Ames when it sucks outside and everybody's indoors and yeah. you got all this stuff going on. And yet, for the two hours that they're playing. You can forget about everything for a little bit, and in the fortress of Hilton, and yeah, I mean, I, so it, 
you know, the, I think the football season in, in 2020 was was nice because you you could get a, you could kind of think about something else for a while. But I mean, it's it, it basketball will always be special in names. I think for that reason, because when you get 14,000 people like mine in the same spot to just be on one side, it's it's pretty special. And this year has been special and fun. And uh, fun. The yeah. teams are just they are they're easy to root for. They're really quite quite perfect for the fan base, I, in my opinion. You know, start a little uh, Backstreet Boys force fade out. I hope, um, I hope if you can make it to the game against Baylor tonight, if you're listening to this on Monday, get there. Yes, Iowa State. Just, I'll buy you a clunk. I mean, this is an unbelievable opportunity. Baylor's won 11 straight conference championships, and Iowa State could be the one to dethrone them at home in Hilton and get a conference championship. Like this doesn't happen. Let's do it. And then get out there go. on Wednesday, too. The yeah. Students, I'm calling you out. You were awful against um, West Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, they, the ones who were there were great, but, like, it was get really get bare for Iowa State standards. Get your asses out there. Let's go. You have you don't have finals, nothing like that. <laughs> don't give me those stupid excuses. Get the hill. Message really resonates with uh, Backstreet Boys playing. And from the guy who's going to be at the game watch. But... <laughs> <laughs> but you should be there. <laughs> Trust me, like uh, it is very difficult for me to not be there. But I have a business. It's around. a business, so everybody needs to back off. He's Brent Bloom, Chris Williams, Connor, uh, Connor, and Jared will be covering women's basketball tomorrow night. Jackie's going to be heading out on the road with wrestling yeah. for the Big Twelve, courtesy of Fairway. So that's coming up. Kansas City next week. Tis the season, baby. They ain't as good as in sync, but we'll let Backstreet Boys take us out. Tell me why I never wanna hear you say.